words like knives and swords and weapons that you use against me. You have knocked me off my feet again, got me feeling like nothing. You with your voice like nails on a chalkboard, calling me out when I'm wounded. You picking on the weaker man. Well, you can take me down with just one single blow, but you don't know what you don't know. Someday I'll be living in a big old city, and all you're ever gonna be is mean. Someday I'll be big enough so you can't hit me, and all you're. Gonna be as mean. Why you gotta be so mean? Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen, and Ed. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Edward! Yes. Welcome back. Thank you. I feel I was so lost. And congratulations on your new computer. Right? OMG. I was like, yes, that's that's the real congratulations. Is. <laughs> Everything else is just like secondary. Like, oh, being done with school. That's so pretend. Oh, that's fun. And how many more days before you uh, I leave south? Friday. I leave Friday. Wow. Wow. That's exciting. Right? I'm like, I'm like. I'm, what I, I, I tweeted something about this. I was like, um, I'm ready for my next stage of life or like like my next even more lost stage of life. Uh. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Uh, here in the California front, Jennifer's making a splash with cake toppers at JennyBCreative.com. Yeah, we go there. How, ma- how, many, how many millions of units have you sold? Like three um, million, four million, five, just, seven? Just three. Million? Oh, okay, three million. <laughs> See, but that's amazing. She's been online for like two weeks, people. Uh, four weeks, anyhow. So it's not about that, but thank JennyBCreative.com, totally awesome. Uh, but we <laughs> have like so much, we have so much glee to talk about, so many songs to listen to, so many voicemails. We'll just dive right in. Uh, way more voicemails that we can play, so we will get to as many of those as we can. Um, and we're going to, we have two hours of glee to talk about. Um, and so we will pack in as much as we can right off the top. You know, I'm really glad that they did it as two episodes back to back rather than telling us it's one two hour episode that just kind of skips in the middle. You know, that just totally changes. Yeah. Uh, uh, tracks in the middle. Well, it wasn't, uh, which they it wasn't do, like originally you know, planned this way. I, they had, they had something planned for the hour maybe some television show that's canceled now or something <laughs> this was not how it was originally supposed to go down but okay. it's I, cool I, I i think i'd read that they were they were jiggering it so that they could be closer to the american idol finale or something or oh because next week they'll both end is that what it is i, I don't remember yeah i think it's something like that, that might be true because next week is the no no yeah, it is. Next week is the new Yeah. Drama, and speaking of American Idol, next season, Glee is going to be moving to Thursday nights right after the American Idol decision show. So we'll all have to talk about how mm. we're going to do the podcast in that case, because that definitely yeah. uh, is going to be hard on our schedule, to put it mildly. So we'll, we'll figure all well, that what, stuff what out. What time next week is the show? 
Oh, I'm talking about next season. Next year. Uh, oh, next season's going to be after the American Idol results show? Yeah, next, next year, Glee's going to be Thursdays at 9. Well, I guess they figured that's the best shot it has at surviving. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but we actually, there was some really interesting kind of season four stuff come out uh, this week at the Fox Upfronts. So um, I'm thinking uh, in a couple weeks, we might have a total Ed-tastic spoiler show and discuss some of that stuff. Because I know some people I, don't want to have anything to do with that. I always have a little concern. Like I'm always, I'm always a little bit have, feel a little trepidation whenever Josh says we'll discuss it later because there's always at least a significant chance that that won't actually happen. No, it's going to happen because we're going to have nothing else to talk about in a couple weeks. <laughs> and then, then he says that, and then somehow it doesn't always happen. Like, well, what can I, know, I say? It's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying it's, 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 I just feel I feel a little. It's like it's like wanting Holly Cavanaugh to win American Idol. Yeah, I want her to win, but I'm not. I'm not like sold. Dude, I could. Like, I haven't even watched American Idol this season, and I could give you a 10-minute rant on that topic right now. But we're not. We're talking about Glee. We opened up with Mean, uh, which was the first of our two episodes entitled Props. Jennifer, what did you think of Props? I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Felt like, um, you know, it felt like the old show again. There were just so many great things in it, and um at least a couple of people commented on the facebook page that ryan murphy must listen to our podcast because he's (laughs) you know totally just you know playing it out the way we we want it to so that was pretty awesome uh and ed uh you got a full-on 100 percent indisputable tina plot line uh how did you feel about that i thought it was awesome yeah and, uh, it was so great. Like everything about it, like the whole the whole opening montage about well, I mean, like, like they finally who is took, Tina. Took, You're like, oh. it, took, it took like three seasons to get to finally get Mercedes right like, a couple episodes ago. Now it's Tina's turn. Like I, I like she was she was singing back, rocking the boat when Finn and Tuck were still throwing slushies at them. It's so true. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. It was a very self aware episode. The big thing I had to give props. Um, was props? Uh, I props, had to give props. Big props I, know, to I, thought, props. I thought you were giving props to props. I had to give. I have to give props to props for on a couple fronts. One, I mean, right off the top, like it's it's so rare that a show. I mean, Glee has a last time on Glee sex sec, segment. Excuse me, segment, which only <laughs> just is, sets up whatever happens in that episode. It's yeah. different yeah. than any other show on television, and it has a personality. I mean, that like Ian Brennan. He's actually a character in that. The who you know, I don't. He doesn't have a name, but the narrator in the mm-hmm. opening is a character, and it, I love that aspect of it. Um, and then, you know, add to that the the uh, the the, the self awareness of this episode. You know, Tina. This episode really brought up all the things that we've been saying about Tina all this time, uh, and, and and there's. It was just, yeah, it was one of those, like, man, this is such a fan service episode, but it was still wildly entertaining. Usually an episode with this much fan service is not this fun to watch. But it had a ton of it, you know? Tina's well, rant was classic, just like you said. It was so good. It was so good. I just, I mean, I feel, I wish, it just makes me feel like they wasted a lot of season two. But see, I, I have a very jaded perspective on how I break up the episodes. I have, like, Season one, part one is season one, and then season one, like the, the last nine episodes, is actually season two in itself. And season two in entirety is the beginning of season three, and the end, and season three in its entirety is actually the end of that 
season yeah so it's like <laughs> i like i like a bre- i break up season one into two seasons and i take season two and season three and mash them together if you do that it seems like oh this this is very coherent now can you, can you do another diagram for us i remember there was something a while back that you you did a um a flow chart for us <laughs> i'm gonna no, no, so someone that. uh Someone said to oh, that they... diagram of people relationship one. Yes, yeah. yes. That oh, that's was right. funny. It's worth noting <laughs> uh, about props as well that this is the first episode we've had that is written and directed by Ian Brennan, uh, who did, you know, Glee was his idea. Uh, Ryan Murphy got in to help polish it and really make it a TV show. Um, but Glee all started with Ian Brennan. And so it, it's kind of wild that we are now at the end of the third season and this is the first time he's writing and directing, but I thought it was a really fun job on both fronts. I mean, he did lots of cool tricks as a director. There were lots of fun kind of self-aware moments in the episode on top of, you know, the writing uh, that we enjoyed. Ed, what were you saying? I was saying, I think it just goes to show that a shorter, a Glee is a type of show. Well, I think all shows, but Glee especially would be a benefit from a shorter season next like like honestly if they're if they're if they're like torn between giving us 22 season two episodes or giving us 16 higher caliber season three episodes i would much prefer the season three scenario i totally agree i think i think that the show has always thrived with uh with a lot high production of production value that's where that's where that's where it lives in the high production value and yeah, the self-aware but I, what I'm what I was gonna say is, is with like narrative urgency, like the show has always been best when we have a lot of information to get at you in a very short amount of time. And mm-hmm. when they have 26 episodes, I feel like you know they they spread the information out. They have to kind of take their time. They have to have a couple throwaways, some tribute episodes, some guest stars. And if they only got like you said, if they only got like 12 or 14, they wouldn't have time for that. And we just have to push through you know we'd have to get through all this and yeah and each episode would be so jam-packed with stuff and and, and so intense and so much fun like it has been sporadically over the last six weeks (laughs) it's been a strong finish i think season three is finishing really strongly um i think for a lot of fans it's probably too little too late uh i know that you know the quality of glee has certainly become a joke on twitter uh, and uh, you know, yeah, but but I feel like a strong, like if the, if if season four is strong the whole way through, they could they could recover. They can like it could it could be, it could be season one ratings all over again if season four is really strong enough. I think it's so because like, people because people who are going to give it a chance again, they're going to be like, well, now they're out of now they're out of high school. We're going to see what the people are going to be turning in to be like, oh, what like what did they do about it? <laughs> and and if first episode isn't good, then you're off on the wrong foot. Do not, do, what, what was that? Oh, don't do a big brother and then go into the rest or whatever. <laughs> um, so we had, th- so oh, Tina's oh. episode, or we, we finally got a Tina storyline. Um, it, it was interesting though. Tina finally gets her solo and it was a solo as Rachel. Yes. Um, you know, the, the argument always with supporting characters like Tina is everyone wants to see them have a plot line, but once they actually get it, can they really carry it? Or is the character in the actor? I thought I found it very believable, enough? like the whole thing, like every aspect of it. I mean, obviously, and I and I love the acting, even though you know I felt like Tina was kind of playing second string to the whole scenario she was in, but I felt like that was appropriate for her character. Mm. Jennifer, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I, I guess I'm feeling like a little bit about like what both of you feel. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I loved the, you know, the, the characters switching up and playing each other. 
and I thought they all did a really good job just finding that one thing that made them the other person and you know like when when tina was singing and she was holding her hands on her you know and her her diaphragm like she was oh singing she, told, just she had like all Rachel. the rachel moves down it was on great the, but then yeah but in it was and it was fantastic to see her you know speak her mind and say everything that we've been saying and you know it was just very very honest and and refreshing but then there was that moment where, like, when you do realize, like, oh, wait, she's not getting the standing O. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> still is getting the standing O. But I, I thought it was so well done. And, and, you know, I mean, yeah, next year there's so much more potential. And she can be the... Well, I mean, they, they made, they like, Rachel made some big promises. You're like, you're going to be getting all the solos next year, Tina. Until Lindsay joined, until Lindsay <laughs> no, no, moved Alex, to the Alex, school. Like, totally yeah, like until throwaway. Unique like, Oh, I think I have to transfer schools next year. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I think we said that, like, two weeks ago. We s- No, yeah, I think Ed said it a couple. Oh, was it you? Oh, it's generally. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Well, there you go. I know we yeah. were both thinking it or, or <laughs> said it, whatever. But, yeah, I know it came up in the podcast. Uh, yeah, you could totally, I think it's absolutely set up for him to stay there. Uh, and, and I mean, obviously they're kind of cherry picking the people uh, of, of Klain, we get Blaine, of, uh, the Cohen Changs, we get Tina. It's, it's weird how we're kind of grabbing And then the, and the, the six winners Chang. of Glee Project this year, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, and uh, the entire Glee Project is coming. No, well, they will, they're like, they're, no, they should just like be straight up. We need 11 new cast members, but there's 12 of you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, we had Tina's storyline, and then we also had a whole uh, the return of the Cooter and um, and Beast plotline came back, and we got some resolution on that. Uh, and we also got you know some some time with Puck. It, it was funny how Ian Brennan, I think, um, you know, since he, I think he's lived with these characters longer than anybody. Uh, it seemed that he had a certain affection and a certain understanding for the lesser characters than some of the other writers we've seen. He handled Puck and Tina, I really think, definitely than just about any other episode we've ever seen on this show. I mean, that was great stuff from Mark Salling in this one. And the way it was done in relation, you know, his struggle relating to Beast's struggle and what she was going through... Um, it allowed us to resolve two plot lines in a really economical and touching way. Really well done uh, between those two pieces. And, and, you know, some really great work from Mark Salling. I, I, I find him kind of hit and miss uh, myself, um, though I know people in the chat room who um, adore him. But I thought in this one he was really spot on and I really enjoyed uh, uh, the puck that we got. Excuse me, the puck that we got in this episode. Uh, Jennifer? Puck's, uh, uh, Puck's yeah, I thought uh, was, finding his strength, <laughs> I guess. I thought it was really great. And it, it was good to see him have an emotional struggle that was more than just, you know, one line and then over. You know, like, he, you know, he's such a tough guy. He's such a such tough character and nothing ever phases him. And it was nice to see him get a little vulnerable, get a little rattled and open up. And I... Uh, just sorry, I was just thinking about that song, and I thought I'm surprised at how well their voices work together. Yeah, if you yeah. had ever said, you know, if I had read, oh yeah, Puck and Beast are gonna do a um, a song together, like how does that work? Yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, combination. She has 
a unique voice. It yeah. it manages to be. It's a very masculine voice, but like all things Beast, it's mm-hmm. this very masculine voice with this kind of soft, tender femininity mm-hmm. beneath it. Um, it, it. That was interesting. My only problem was like that song was so stupid. Anyhow, um, I was, <laughs> what? As the song is playing, as that song, as they're doing the song, I've n- I don't know what this song is, but my first thing that pops in my head is I swear the lyrics of this song sound like they were written by an angry 14 year old girl and then I looked it up and it was Taylor (laughs) Swift and I was totally right so yeah it's just so inane like the lyrics of that song are so dumb but uh, Ed I think did you say you actually liked it better than the Taylor Swift version oh without question because I always had issue with that song by Taylor so because it's a horrible song no no (laughs) that is not the issue god it's just, I mean, it's her Grammy nominated song, so it might be, I don't even know if it, it might be Grammy winning even. Hey, Millie Vanilli won a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. No, but it was take, stripped away, so that is not acceptable. That is not acceptable. Only because they found out that they didn't actually sing it. I know, it. Wait, what do you the say? The quality of the song <laughs> is It's not still... like anybody went, oh my gosh, this song does suck. Take that back. Yeah. <laughs> well. It was, it was because it was fraud, not because they realized later, like, oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, so that's always going to be my Grammy argument. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you can't, like, you can't say, like, that. that's not a real one, then, because it was stripped away. So you can't, like, that's, like, negligible now. But I no, guess it but isn't. What, what her point is, is that award was given to them because people thought that was the best song of the year. Was it really for song of the year? Yeah, well, I, it, it I think it might have been best new artist, but... You know, best new artist is you had, you know, a a huge single, but you're not enough of a legacy act for us to give you song of the year. Anyhow. Yeah, it's a freaking grand. It's silliness. Um, So (laughs) anyway. (laughs) The song at hand. We haven't played a song in a while. We should definitely play one now. Uh, we should do which, Because You Love Me, because you were discussing Tina. Let's do Because You Love Me. Uh, this, of course, is Because You Love Me, originally recorded by Celine Dion, and then performed later by three cheerleaders at my high school graduation. Uh, this is Tina Cohen-Chang, Jenna Ushkowitz, on the Gleeful Podcast. All the wrong that you made right For every dream you made come true For
so uh, you know, we didn't think it would happen, but it did end up happening. We got the resolution of Beast and Cooter. In no, this. we did. I, well, I thought we did think that because we we heard that she got another song. I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen until I heard she was going to get another song. It's you know slightly different. Uh, I, I honestly, given the show's history, I didn't think we were ever going to get a resolution to this storyline. But we did. And I, I have to say, personally, I'm a bit torn about the resolution. Um, I think it was really, there were some really, some really interesting kind of like uh, uh, cool moments of it. You know, her line, like, I still love you. And what does that say about how I feel about myself? Or how I value myself. Like, I thought that was a really very real kind of, you know, unspoken. One of those things that, that people aren't able to put into words. But uh, I thought that was really done eloquently. But then the, like, the you know, are you going to stab me? Not with a knife that I've been sleeping with under my pillow. Like, that felt really melodramatic and kind of overdone. Um, so that aspect of it didn't quite work. Uh, for me... And I was going to put it to, to you guys. Like, I guess all in all for me, I thought the whole resolution was pretty cool. Um, barring just some kind of uh, awkward moments. Jennifer, uh, Cooter, yeah. and the Beast. I, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, and I didn't think, you know, that, I mean, okay, maybe that line was a little contrived. But I think the message is that, you know, she was telling him, although, you know, I've been... You know, although I gave you a second chance and I've been living here in this home with you, I still don't trust you. Mm. I mean, to me, that was more, more what I, that, I mean, that's what I took away from it. The message was the, greater than the, than the actual than the line. line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, and the fact that, you know, he, he showed his true colors when he, when he, he was so mean to her and lashed out at her verbally again. I yes. mean, it just reinforces the fact that you know this is something she needed to do and um the the, f- the fact that she had the strength to do it was really pretty remarkable cool ed ed cooter and beast yes cooter <laughs> the college recruiter um cooter the recruiter uh i i mean i'm glad it happened the resolution for sure for sure and i did that i kind of wanted to end happy but that didn't go that way at all <laughs> and then well then part of it i wanted to go i want i wanted at least cell block tango in the instrument like instrumental version <laughs> playing in the background <laughs> at least but that didn't happen uh, but, i mean that uh, could under i mean as funny as that might be it also might undermine the um you know the impact or the the seriousness of the moment yeah, that might be a bit much. Uh, you know, her gripping the knife and then dropping it into the sink, I think, was probably more than enough to communicate what you were. Uh, yeah, I know, but I mean, but just just an instrumental cell block tango, like just just like a ten second clip would have been. Pretty <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and take a listen to a couple of voicemails. Of course, here's a bit of uh, our friends. Hi guys, this is Sarah and Caitlin, and we rated this episode. No, early. same time. We have to get through two episodes. Previously on Glee about Tina. Awesome. Oh, I'm glad Tina had her moment to shine. It wasn't really a Tina solo. Nobody else saw it. Instead, it kind of seemed like the writers were, say, were saying, look, we finally gave Tina something. Now people can't say we never give Tina anything. <laughs> and some advice for the boys, never say another girl is one of a kind to your girlfriend who is lacking self-esteem. Just don't. <laughs> I believe Tina was upstaged in her own episode by Puck and Beast. That was the best acting Mark has given us. And I find it so cute that Puck learned how to play a Taylor Swift song so that he could express his feelings. 
The alternate universe slash sideways nonsense actually worked for me, but only because they know each other so much it looked like they were having a ball playing one another. The Nationals. New Directions had a win, and I would have always voted for them. I mean, that last number was so fun. But the thing that took my vote away from Vocal Adrenaline was the super awkward editing of Starship. Higher than any other. And I by no means believe that the entire school was on their side at the end. Or that a Spanish teacher who didn't know Spanish will win a teacher's award. But the pure adorableness of the moments of celebrations and him hugging each of the kids had me completely buying what they were selling. And that was a preview for graduation that I'm going to be stopping. Well, we can't wait to hear what you guys thought of the episode, and more importantly, what Josh thought of the competition outfits that had been getting some criticisms, now that we know it was Tina's one and only contribution. <laughs> By the way, seriously, writers, you've had Jonathan Groff on twice, and he hasn't sung. That's like opening up an ice cream shop next door and telling me I can't have chocolate ice cream. Can you break out Finchel and go to Niata next year, too? I hope so. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let's see, let's go uh, this way. Hi, Josh and Ned, it's Dave, long-time listener, first-time caller. I loved uh, both of these episodes last night, um, especially uh, Nationals, but more on that later. Props, my three-word review, it's Tina time. I <laughs> loved the uh, montage, especially going all the way back to the pilots. It was awesome. And uh, then as far as uh, nationals went, I was just blown away. I mean, predictable, yes, but still nonetheless, and they finally looked like they deserved to win. So, good job for that. Um, my only problem was I didn't really see much of Artie until about halfway through the last song, but that's okay. They still deserved to win, and it was pretty much awesome. Thanks. One more. Here's uh, from all the way in the Great White North. Hello, this is Michelle calling from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I just watched last night's, or tonight's episode of Glee, and I have to say I was absolutely blown away. I didn't expect to enjoy two hours so much, and Ed was right. It's definitely going to be Year of Tina next year. I loved when they sang Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, and I thought Emma's pamphlet to um, Mr. Shu was hilarious. <laughs> the only thing that I just don't understand is what the whole point of Quinn's storyline was, because it's just gone. That's it. She's made a miraculous recovery, and it's like it never even happened. I don't even really see the point of why they did it in the first place. Anyways, I, I can't believe that wasn't the season finale, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Have a great night. Bye. Dramatic cliffhanger. <laughs> That's what you... There you go. That's the reason it happened. Yeah, and we are so nice. We got to talk about that. So uh, I think that's all I got for props. Anything else we need to mention in props? Um, oh, no, I saw, no, when I saw ever. Sugar as Quinn, I didn't realize it. <laughs> I, yes. I thought it looked very. I thought it looked too right. I'm like, is this is, is Sugar dressed up? I didn't yeah. know. She's like so toned down. But she was the thing that she did. I thought that was really great. Is she just sat there and stared straight ahead. Like her her portrayal of Quinn was just motionless and you know blank. <laughs> I think my favorite was probably Blaine as Puck. There was something about like the no, Mohawk. I Puck and Finn as Pert and and Blaine. I mean, no, that's like the easy uh, one to go for. Yeah. But they were so good that it, uh, yeah, watching Finn uh, try to be try or to be Mercedes as Brittany was good. epic, and yeah. Santana and Santana was sexy in a wheelchair. Fact, not <laughs> she looks not good with bangs like that. She should has has has. Welcome back, Santana. Yeah, considered doing <laughs> handicap porn. Has she considered it? 
Uh, you know, go ahead and call our people. I'm just saying, th some, it needs to be said. Now it's said, and now we can move on with our lives. Okay. Uh, so, so moving on to nationals, we had uh, the new directions and vocal adrenaline, of course. And then uh, what was the other one? The stakeholders or something? I'm forgetting what the other. Starlight yeah. Express. That's all I remember. Right, well, there was the Starlight Express group, and then there was another one. Somebody in the chat room will mention. Who and it the, was. Uh, yeah. It was a nickname for the. Date, but then it was twisted. Oh, what was it? Let's take. Um, oh goodness! Someone in the chat room will remind I'll, us. But I'll yes, try to Google course, it really quick. It mainly came down to uh, to vocal adrenaline and the new directions in the end. And you know, there's the first debate. I suppose is going to be who actually won. Uh, oh, the Scale Blazers. Thank you, Wes. Oh, right. um, the Trailblazers. Exactly. Okay. So uh, the the big debate is going to be who actually won, and people are going to come down on either sides. And I and I just want to put it to you guys, uh, having actually watched the performances themselves, who do you for you who won? Was it New Directions or Vocal Adrenaline or the Scale Blazers? I don't know. Maybe you're a hater, <laughs> Jennifer. Uh, for you, who was the winner? Well, without a doubt. The best performance on roller skates was the scale blazer. So, like, in, in purple Absolutely. leotards, like that was <laughs> that was pretty genius. Um, don't hate me, <laughs> <laughs> but performance-wise, as as a as a true group, because they performed all their songs as groups, I really felt that um, Vocal Adrenaline had the slight edge over new directions i thought i thought the new directions performance like degraded it was like the their best one was as you glory and then then the rachel solo it's all coming back to me it was like okay and then and it's like then they're like trying to do like too much fan service that last one i'm sure it was oh, oh but come I, on I that last that. one was the best the, that last one was the best uh, i would say that last one and I would say Paradise by the Dashboard Light and Bohemian Rhapsody, the two great competition performances we've had. No, that does not hold the candle to Bohemian Rhapsody. It doesn't, are you, are you, but those are, you, are the two are you great ones. right now? Those are the two great competition performances I think we've seen in this entire run, And I think, honestly. I think the other reason I just, I mean, we've seen this format with New Directions, and I know, I understand why they do it, but it just feels more like if you're going to give this you know, to, um, you know, a, a glee choir group, then I don't know. Just to me, as I was watching I just, it, I, I was see, thinking it's I, I really going to go to nationals than they were last year. Like, I can't even believe that at this moment. I, I would say the vocal or your new directions. I would say new I directions see. is better this year. Well, I mean, obviously vocal adrenaline was better. God, do not, do not talk <laughs> about that faux Whitney Houston ballad. Oh God. Um, yeah, for me, I guess I would have to go with, um, it, they were just so different. You know, it was like, it, it goes back and forth on like what you value more. I, I feel like the new directions were they, when they, when the new directions perform, they're, thing is always like we're going to be a group of people you know we're going to be a show choir we are going to be a choir everybody's going to have a piece there's going to be soloists but they're never going to be the same all the time and they're like everyone's at play where the vocal adrenaline philosophy is always we have one person and everyone else is going to make them look good mm -hmm. um the thing is i mean 
vocal, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like watching vocal adrenaline sp- spinning around with pinball machines and, and oh, he's yeah. like, and, you know, Alex is like walking across pinball machines and freaking high heels. Like there was a lot of aspects of that where I just went, you just can't compete with that level of, of artistry. Th- this is my issue though. Like from a writing perspective, the way you do this, like go watch any number of competition films or movies or whatever. The way you do this is you have one group wins for a reason. So like go back to when uh, Kurt and Rachel were auditioning for Niata. And she says to Kurt, um, I want you to uh, take a risk. And Kurt says, oh my gosh, I'm going to put it all on the line. I'm going to take a risk. He sings, even if that song had been horrible, it wasn't. Boy Next Door was fantastic. But even if it had been horrible, we would go, absolutely, Kurt should get into Niata because he took a risk. And then Rachel, even if she had finished the song, she didn't because she choked, but even if she finished, we would have gone, but you didn't take a risk. The show told us to succeed, you have to do that. And when you didn't, now we question whether or not you should have actually made it. They need to give us a reason why the New Directions win other than they tried really hard. Yeah. If they came out and they were in one of the judges was like, I'm here to see which group performs as a family and which, you know, I don't even care if you're the best. I want you to come out and perform as a family. Then we'd all go, oh, OK, the New Directions totally won. They totally do that. And that's what makes them great. And that's why we love them. The show told us why they won. But instead, they give us this kind of like subjective debate. And half the half the people watching that episode are going to feel well, cheated. I, I can't even, like I, like there's like 50 people there, 50 choirs there. I can't even at this moment believe that they were even the top three. Might as well top ten. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, agreeing, uh, going along with what you were saying, Josh. I mean, the judges. Anytime that we've actually been able to see the judges de- debate, um, you know, who who the winner is going to be. They always have like these weird conversations that never truly discuss the value, the totally. talent, and the merit of any of the teams. It's always like this other random stuff, which is, you know, funny in the moment, but it's like, okay, you know, like really, seriously, why did you choose these? I mean I mean, I'm I'm really happy that New Directions won, because one, I just felt bad that, you know, Finn was gambling away their honeymoon money and you know two extra nights in niagara falls is gonna be worth it because i've been there and it's a beautiful place but um it's just i just yeah i think if this were any other competition um you know like maybe if it was regionals or sectionals or something that they were performing like this i don't think that they would have won it was uh, oh, you just saying because of the caliber of the performances? Yeah. See, the, the, it's just so subjective. Yeah. Like, the it quote is. caliber of the performances is so subjective. And, you know, like in Ed's case, like, obviously, Ed is going to think the best one is the Gaga song, and I'm going to think that the best one is the Steinman song. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way humanity works. The The writers have to give us a reason that the New Directions won. It's trite and it's simplistic, but that's how human beings are. Like, we are not the most complicated creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's narrative. And for some reason, they dropped the ball. It's worth noting that this second episode, while where Props was written and directed by um, Ian Brennan, uh, Nationals was written by Ali Adler, one of their new writers for this season, and directed by Eric Stoltz, which I was kind of hit and miss on because he directed the prom episode that I didn't like at all. But mm-hmm. I liked his work on Nationals. I thought oh. he did a lot of really good stuff on Nationals. Yeah, I thought it was so really good. So that was fun. What do people in the chat room think about who should have won? 
uh, people in the chat room, who should have won Vocal Adrenaline or uh, New Directions? And we'll see what the ju- oh, what sorry, they say I in there. Oh, sorry, I thought you put that out there. Right. Yeah, and, and a good point with the judges, too. We, we go into the judging room, we hear them talk for a little while, and then we still don't know what their decision was or why they made it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you in, tell me why you make the decision, then it will help me a little bit. Right. I mean, we know who the, you know, at least top two are going to be because we follow the show and we know that it's always going to be between Vocal Adrenaline and yes. New Directions. It's just... Who knew Ohio was the choir <laughs> powerhouse? It's like, so true. Oh, Ohio. <laughs> Well, we asked in the chat room, and uh, New Directions popped up uh, five times in a row. Okay. So the first five people to weigh in in the chat room all went with New Directions. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it, it's definitely something that you can debate. I mean, it all goes back to, like, you know, people were on fire about whether or not it was the New Directions or the Trouble Tones back in sectionals. You know, that was yeah. such a big deal. People but then, but then really they both, angry. like, quintessentially won. <laughs> they won in their hearts. You mean? No, like, I mean, like they like. Oh, well, every every performance will have a trouble tones performance. Yeah. Nope, next season, they're like every every show competition will have a Tina performance. <laughs> uh, there were a lot. A lot of people tweeted me after the New Directions performed because everyone knows. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people know my obsession with Jim Steinman, and there were two Jim Steinman songs. It's ironically. Huge. Of the two of them, one is like my top maybe one or two Jim Steinman song. It's all coming back to me now. And Paradise by the Dashboard Light is actually one of my least favorite songs of his, <laughs> mainly because I hosted karaoke for so long. Uh, um, but I, I actually really liked, like, they cut out the boring parts of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And they mixed up a lot of the, um, they, they kind of truncated it a little bit. And they mixed up some of the stuff with different vocalists. So I thought they did really well with it. Whereas with it's all coming back to me now they cut it in half they cut out like a lot of the build and stuff and so i definitely downloaded that one so i can listen to her sing it all the way through since it's only our third jim steinman song since the show started i know wow (laughs) keep in count well we had we had a total (laughs) eclipse of the heart in the first season so these are the (laughs) things that i am i am good at you mean season two ed version yes season two ed version exactly (laughs) Um, and we had Alex in this one coming back as unique and uh, and what did we think of Alex coming back he came back and kind of seemed to be questioning you know feeling he was being a bit exploited I think by Jesse uh, and I thought that was an interesting storyline especially after the previous episode where Sue was trying to get Kurt into a dress (laughs) I I thought it was it was kind of interesting to see them kind of play with this concept of like you know once Alex committed to this and it worked then it kind of maybe went too far uh and he possibly would want to go to new directions where maybe they wouldn't treat him that way jennifer you're shaking your head at me well yeah i mean i mean i think it's it's i don't think it's just that he's exploited i think i mean the impression i got is that he's more comfortable in the skin of unique and then when you tell people, you know, who he is and in, in now who his persona is, he's no longer, I'm not going to say hiding, but he's no longer protected by that. Hmm. And again, you know, yes, being exploited by the, you know, the person who threatened to kick you out until you started, you know, threatened to kick you out just on the basis of who he was and then, but then once it benefited the team, he's like, okay, fine. And, and now he's taking credit for it. 
So, you know, Jesse St. James being the true gentleman as always. <laughs> um, and yes, I agree that it is a waste that he wasn't singing, and I would love to see him sing again at some point. But it was nice to see him be decent, um, if only for a moment in this episode. <laughs> yes, he did go to uh, Thibodeau. Yep. What's her? For, I don't remember her first name. I just that's one of my favorite names ever, Thibodeau. Um, uh, what was her name? Carla? Carmen. Carmen. Carmen Thibodeau, and uh, he yeah. he told Carmen that Rachel is should go to Niada and gave her a very nice recommendation. So that was a she nice was scene. the greatest talent he's ever seen, and I thought it was sweet that he got you know that she gave him a little you know a little throwback too that you know she remembered him and and that you know he he, he was pretty talented too. So, yeah, yeah, I was like, as far as Alex goes, I mean, yeah, the the idea of him going to New Directions next year is, I think, you know, a a very real possibility. And I think Alex as an actor is also getting better. I thought he was really, really good when he was in the dressing room and getting ready and and, and kind of going through the internal struggle. I, I thought, you know, he's really got a good grasp on this character. Yeah, I think that was a it was a good moment uh, for him in this particular episode. Ed, what did you think of Alex in this one and uh, Unique? I am looking forward to season three with him. You think he's coming to the new directions? <laughs> um, didn't they pretty much say that? They're like, I, think, I guess I'm going to have to transfer. I think they left the door cracked. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. but like we saw that like coming weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, well, now now but now it's said in said in like canon like it's a possibility and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to it i mean yeah that's, that's how i feel about it i think he's a good <laughs> character well let's uh let's take a quick a listen to one of his songs we have starships uh and we do have pinball wizard do pinball, pinball wizard. that's okay. my favorite Thank oh good because i hate starship uh let's go with pinball wizard uh this is of course by pete townsend of the who from the musical like, by Tommy. the who it's by the who but of course the first version i heard was storm large Ooh, that's a good wow. version. Uh, right. And Tina Turner had a good version. Uh, let's go ahead and do Pinball Wizard here on the Gleeful Podcast. in the chat room but I'm sure they're blowing up at me right now. Tina Turner did Acid Queen Elton John did Pinball Wizard. I was going to correct you later. <laughs> you were going to save until after? I, well, I kind of like to correct you in public. Well, no I meant after the song finished playing. <laughs> You're like I like to correct you in private because then I can laugh and not feel bad. Oh, <laughs> yes I live for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we had 
We they of course won nationals. Um, and you know, before we talk about the that that stuff, I really want to talk about Quinn. Like, just apparently is totally fine now. Good thing she got her legs back last week. They, 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 one of the callers mentioned dance. it. It really bothered me. Like. Yeah. All this emotion we invested in Quinn's inability to walk and then l- starting to walk again. And mm-hmm. now she's freaking dancing. Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I felt, in- I was very annoyed yeah. by and, Quinn. And again, the whole thing that she had with Artie. I mean, how there's no impact on him whatsoever. I mean, not that he really wished, you know, something like is as bad as being... Um, you know, paralyzed on the waist down, um, you know, to one of his friends. But I mean, there's gotta be, there, there, there's gotta be some fallout from that. You know, some jealousy, some anger. Yeah. Something. I, it, it feels like there was a lot of potential for great stuff, and it was just uh, we never got to it. You know, mm-hmm. we we never got to it, and I guess that's okay. But then don't like, don't tease me. Yeah. <laughs> don't well, set up great stuff and then not follow through. I mean, don't do something so crazy as, you know, have an eight-week cliffhanger with, you know, somebody in the hospital, possibly dead, and and then bring him back, and, you know, that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, don't text and drive, and that's it. (laughs) But you'll be able to walk by prom. Uh, So, Ed, now you... And dance by nationals. I I think it's safe to say, Ed, you seem to be the most... (laughs) forgiving of some of these continuity quirks and things did this one bother you or was it just part of the course as far as glee goes i mean i wasn't i'm not upset with it because they i know that they hate quinn and if you go <laughs> from that that mindset you're like i get it i get it they want to make her life terrible but they don't want to have the satisfaction of the nice recovery sympathy vote it's like the worst of both worlds yeah yeah, a couple of people uh, in the chat room, Kate Moore and Typo, are saying, obviously, Joe is a miracle worker, and he just fixed the problem. <laughs> Joe, Joe needs to go into physical therapy because he can <laughs> fix people's legs and make them walk. In season four, he will fix Artie. And that's <laughs> the end of that will be the end of that. Uh, yeah, that, that really bothered me. Um, but of course they did win nationals, whether or not you agree with it or not, they did win nationals and they came back to massive fanfare at the school for me, bit too much fanfare, little silly them walking in and everybody like throwing cups of confetti on them. I mean, it's still just show choir. No offense. I mean, maybe the school doesn't have that much else to celebrate. Jennifer, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I thought it was sweet. I was, I felt like. You know, after three years of of still being looked down upon by everybody, believable or not, I thought it was really sweet. I I thought it was a lot of fun, and I think well-deserved. But, I mean, they can't be totally ingratiated into the cool crowd at McKinley, or else we have no show next season. (laughs) There has to be somebody who shows up next season is like, I hate Glee Club, and, like, rallies the campus around them just just to turn the tables again. Uh, Ed, was that too much for you, or were you shaking your head at me as well? I mean, I thought it was a little, a little much, but uh, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm being like so gray. I'm like, well, <laughs> it was too much, but it was nice. It was too yeah. much, but it was nice. I mean, I was ultimately feeling that they didn't deserve it. That's so I was like, you didn't deserve this win. There were, there was 47 better show acquires that we didn't get to see. 
It's not our fault that Lindsay Lohan and Perez Hilton have the attention span of only the first three performers. Wow. That that so, was weird too. Lindsay Lohan and Perez Hilton. I love Lilo. We're I'm both like, in there. I, I like I love Lilo's songs. Like for real. Like I know it's a, I know people will not agree with me, but she has some fierce songs. I forgot she sang. Yeah. She has two albums and two they're both albums. okay. With some with some moments of greatness. I just love that uh, the first song on her first album is called "I Wanna Come First. No, it's called First. It's not called "I." Wanna <laughs> well, the li- the hook is "I Wanna Come First. Right, this is my favorite. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Lindsay Lohan songs. It's just kind of a hilarious, like, Irby like soundtrack. Oh, that's changed. Um, and so so we, yeah, we had Lilo and, and Perez. Perez needs a sandwich. Can someone get him like like something wow, something yeah. with some cheese in it for God's sakes? Like what's wrong? He what is he, he is way noggin. past way past healthy. Like he is way into Los Angeles skinny jeans. Like you know. Well, I mean, he was overweight before, and now he's not. And I and yeah. anyone who can do that is good. Good for them. Yeah. Well, but he's gone past not overweight. <laughs> like he's into dude. I can see your bones. Like there is a point where you're supposed to stop, <laughs> and he has not stopped. Uh, but it, it, I did like the go between between him and uh, Lindsay Lohan. Him changing stuff on the phone. It was funny that Lindsay Lohan played herself. Perez Hilton played himself. But then the Asian dude from Entourage. Uh, did not. Who's also the principal in Suburgatory. Okay. So I got confused because when I first saw him, I'm like, wait a second. He's an administrator. He can't. Oh, wait, that's a different show. <laughs> I got so confused. It was funny to have like a big uh, show choir fanatic as one of the judges, though. That was a yeah. neat little plot line. Yeah. And, and who is he? Like the mayor? Who is the character again? Uh, he was supposed to be some elected official or something? Oh, yeah. He was on like the city council or something. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys see Bert Hummel in the season finale of Parks? Yes. Uh, Bert Hummel. He was the car dealer guy. He was the car dealer, yes. He was awesome. And, well, if you saw the previews for next week, uh, there's more Bert Hummel next week, which should be funny. Um, So, yes, we have uh, uh, a... They came home and they awarded Teacher of the Year... To a Spanish teacher who can't speak Spanish. Oh, he's a history teacher now. No, you knew that. He, well, but, the, the, dude, <laughs> who was voting for him that wasn't in the Glee Club? That was my question. Like, it's kind of like the, the Rachel winning prom queen where the next day everybody's walking in the halls and going, did you vote for her? No, did you? I, no. <laughs> um, like, who was voting for Mr. Schuster, the Spanish teacher who can't speak Spanish who ended up teaching history? Uh, on the show. Well, all I can imagine is, you know, they brought in, what, $12,000 to the school, so maybe it was Mr. Figgins. Principal oh, Figgins. See, I actually really liked that the concept of uh, them dedicating the competition to him. I thought that was kind of enough. Like when they said, you know, we're competing for you, we all talked about why we wanted to win this, and we all decided we wanted to win it for you. I thought that was a really cool aspect or that was a really cool thing to do and it showed a lot of like you know how you know not not to put too fine a point on it but this is like one step on the you know this is one step toward the rest of their lives and for schuster this is what he's gonna do for the next 20 years you know like unless he goes to new york over the summer and moves there that's true. That's true. But most likely, she's just going to stay there, and you know he's going to knock up Emma. Um, 
which seems plausible now, given recent developments. And, <laughs> the fact uh, that they're actually having sex. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, you know, he's probably going to stay there and do the new direction. So I thought it was really sweet that they dedicated it to him. And then I felt that him winning Teacher of the Year was just kind of too much. Like, you've, we've already had our moment with Will. Will got what he deserved. He got the recognition of his, of his kids. And then he also got Teacher of the World. The year. It just seemed like they didn't earn that. They didn't earn... T- Once again, I'm disagreeing with you. Go, Jennifer. No, I just... I. Yes, it, it, it is probably very unlikely that of all of the teachers in that entire school that he would be considered the best one, considering we've never really seen him teach. And, <laughs> and you know, so many times throughout the year we see him putting his own agenda before the kids. And, you know, I mean, like, Finn is giving this really impassioned speech about, you know, about all the great things he did for them. And, and all I can think of, wait a second, didn't he basically blackmail Finn into joining the Glee Club in the very beginning by saying he found pot on him? I mean, by planting drugs? I'm like, okay, these are not the actions of, you know, well, teacher of the year. Isn't, when he, isn't Will at his best when he's being manipulative? I, you know... <laughs> All of that aside, I don't have a problem with him winning this because it's glee. It is inconsistent. I, like, for the first time in a long time, I felt really good about liking these characters. Mm. And it's been really hard to rally behind them because the, the show has been so inconsistent and there have been some really painful times. Not emotionally, but just, uh, you know, episodically. So <laughs> I just, to me, I didn't have a problem with it. Am, Ed- I, am I crazy, Ed? <laughs> no, I mean it's kind of like it's kind of like how they argued that that it that 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 New Directions won. It's kind of like the same. Glee tries to echo in the show what we what they want to happen for themselves. Like like them them taking a risk with season four is Kurt doing. <laughs> No, I mean we don't. We're we don't, not discussing I mean, we season four until we, we have. A I'm saying, show. I'm saying what we, well, okay, what we know about them with, with, with including. No, 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 no. we're going to have a spoiler show to talk about season we're four. We're not. Okay, just you, you, <laughs> let me say what I was going to say. All right. Okay, fine. I can skip to the second <laughs> part, but I guess I guess I'm, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> you got, you're not going to get all flustered. Um, what was that? Oh, so, so it's kind of like the national at nationals, the Glee kids winning because they're like. Oh, they were the best, but they're so gosh darn likable. That's that's us. That's what we're supposed to be doing to Glee. Like, yeah, the show yes. isn't the best, but it's so gosh darn likable. So yeah. okay. Yeah, I think but, you're you're dead on. That seems to be I the was, justification. I was gonna say yes. more, but you some some Josh character was blocking me. <laughs> I was I was I was plot blocking you. Um, so but I don't even know anything. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take a listen to a song. Uh, we've got a couple songs from after the performance. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Tongue Tied, uh, as performed by the cast of Glee here on the Gleeful Podcast.
is that stupid Apple commercial song. What was that, Ed? This is that Mac commercial song. I was like, why do I like the hook, but I hate the rest of the song? I'm like, oh, it's that Mac song. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, I think that's, that's the only way they would have found a group love song to do on Glee, uh, is if it was from a commercial of some kind. Yeah, that, that's kind of the only justification. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about... I think that's all I have for this episode. Uh, Jennifer, do we have anything else to talk about? Nationals? Um, I mean, we pretty much covered everything. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of little stuff. And definitely looking forward to next week. Got, yeah, got a little, got a little choked up, I have to admit, <laughs> when I saw them in their cap and gowns. Yeah, it's um, going to be... I, my only worry is that it's going to be an entire episode of resolution <laughs> like well that means it's two hours so something best be happening okay yeah uh ed um any uh, anything left for nationals i thought i thought it was good. i was i was I, I it's like all of season three which is includes season two it was finally worth it at this at these two episodes it's like it's all it's all been worth it yeah <laughs> i mean it definitely you know, it, it makes me feel good about sticking with the show, you know, and it makes me feel good about liking the characters and wanting to like the show when they when they deliver like this. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, I was, you know, there were several times in both these episodes where we said in the past, um, even when Glee's at its worst, there's always one golden moment that kind of yeah. keeps you coming no, that's, back. That's and these the two most had frustrating a lot about it. It's like whenever there's a great or a great episode, there's always something bad about it, but there's something, there's a terrible episode, you're like, Oh, there! But this one moment was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, but that's you know that's life. I don't know. That's uh, life. Right? Yeah, I mean it's hard, right? I mean we all we we can all agree. Like as much as we discuss and talk trash and and get snarky, at the end of the day, we can agree that it's really hard to do a TV show and to make it. That's why. Good that's why I want to do less episodes so it's easier. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and the other thing too, it's because we you know, watch it with such passion and watch it so closely and, and get emotionally invested that it's kind of like we feel like we have the right to be that critical and that disappointed and in and, and demanding, saying we want better for the characters, we want better for the show. And I mean, it's, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. And, you know, as long as the show doesn't have a problem with me getting a little upset sometimes. It all comes, yeah, it comes down to we are so emotionally invested in these characters yeah. as people. We talk about them as if we know them. Yeah. We want the best for them. We want, uh, you know, we care about them. And that's why we're here. Yeah, and if we didn't care, then we wouldn't bother to do this. So, yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at. All right, guys. Well, let's... Uh, hold, on. Uh, hold on. We're not doing this for the money? What? <laughs> I've, I've, um, Josh, Wait, I you're know. getting money, Ed. I, yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> I, I, Josh, I haven't received any of those checks for the past three years. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being patient, but <laughs> neither have I. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a listen to a couple more voicemails before we go, just because uh, people were nice enough to call in. We'll pack in a couple more. Here's Kate from New Jersey. Hi, guys. It's Kate from New Jersey. We love your show. First time on. Um, Leaving a message. I wanted to talk about last night's two-hour episode. 
was really, I liked the song. I was really impressed with the Tina storyline. Really, really good. The white Tina just went off at one day in Glee Club. I was screaming at my TV, woohoo, Tina. Oh, Tina. <laughs> and then, okay. My, my favorite part was the body switch. My favorite part of the first half was the body switch because um, Quinn as Sugar was awesome. Loved the women in the second half. Loved all the nationals. Loved that they won. Love your show. Can't wait for this week. Bye, guys. And Christian from Minnesota. Hey, Ed, John, Josh. This is Christian from Minnesota. I want to start off by saying that I really like that they showed both episodes at once. They worked really well together. I think if they had split up, they would have lost momentum. Tina had more lines in this episode than every other episode combined. It's true. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the alternate reality person switching part was hilarious. Beast and Puck stole the first episode, though. I'm glad Glee wrapped up the Cooter storyline and didn't forget about it like they tend to do. The Nationals numbers were finally up to par with how I'd expect them to be, unlike last year's dismal performance. Vocal adrenaline was terrific and gave them a run for their money. The celebrity judges were really funny, especially Lohan and the congressman. I don't know what it was about Perez, but I found him annoying after a while. There were a lot of funny one-liners, but my favorite was Sue being pregnant for an indeterminate amount of months. That's <laughs> true. Overall, I thought the episodes were really good. Keep up the good work. I love your podcast. Bye. And thank you very much, Christian. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's about all we've got. Ed, would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? Yes, I would. Oh, hang on, as I scroll to it. I was, okay. I was doing I had it up. I had you turned up really, or I had the volume turned up for the uh, uh, for the voicemails, so I had to turn it down oh, real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I do that. I do move the mic around. It's unfortunate. I should work on that. Uh, we are hearing <laughs> in the chat room that next week is one hour after the uh, oh, idol final was? performances. Yes, next week oh. is one hour. Okay, SC Allen and Ruku13, Blake Riley. Oh, there's more, because we have two beats. One second. <laughs> Still not used to this Mac with the two fingers and the Miss Elise, AJ Van Dyke, MBI. I have no idea if it's not how that. There's way too many consonants in a row, but you know, you know who you are. <laughs> Shani, Shani D, uh, Katie, Kate J, all the way. Thank you so much for the reviews for the past two weeks. And as I, I, I've been checking our gleeful mail. No one from a, a weird foreign country sent us an email telling us to request that country's reviews to be read so although we did get a nice email from someone from australia so i just want to thank that person thank yes we, we've gotten some very nice emails from australia we have a quite an australia contingent i think it's safe to say uh the, so are we running for are we running for office there i are. think that's what you do with contingents that's what you do that's the only thing they're good for uh, so we've also got uh, yes you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight um, we got lots of emails this week I am responding to them as quickly as I can but uh, thank you everybody for emailing with your thoughts on the finale um, and I promise promise but you know like we'll have to re- remind me but I promise someday we'll talk about Clisses alright We'll talk about it, I promise. Every, I don't know every, what, you're ta- what, what are you talking about? Every single week, we get an email that's like, we need to talk about Clisses. There's not enough Clisses. Clean kisses. Clisses. Oh. Wow. Take one. Take two words, make them one word, add a third word, you get Clisses. People really want to talk about Clisses. We'll talk about them sometime, I promise. They're not a part of, of anatomy. Um, 
But yeah, I've never been able to find a good way to fit him in a conversation. So we'll get to that someday. Uh, and we want to thank uh, everybody for weighing in. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com, on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Brunel. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And uh, you can find us on Facebook if you'd like to chat with the other listeners. There's always a conversation going on on Facebook. We record when we record. We're not sure when we're going to record next week, so we will talk about that. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody in the chat room. Hero1991, Defy Gravity, Cindy Clausen, Sapien Beneficus, uh, The Mighty Bush, Sweet Disarray, Joey's Baby, Molly Keeper, Tay-Tay. Lots of new people in the chat room this week. Tay-Tay. Daniela Shante. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the Gleeful Podcast. I'm Josh Jen and I'm Josh. I'm Jen. Who run the world? Tina Cohen Chang run the world. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Yeah, she does. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Burton S. 89. Thank you. Simply the folks. Joey's Baby 956. I think that's everybody.